Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Old Dad Jazz Podcast. I'm your host, Matyash, and today I have with me Larissa Thera. I'm going to talk about her awakening. We're going to talk about the subjectivity of law, subjectivity of lawyers, and most importantly, judges. This is a kind of very controversial position, but actually it is not, because uh, as somebody who's followed politics in the U.S. and seen the charade that is picking the Supreme Court justices, there's a lot of political bias and stuff, even though they say they shouldn't be. There's always picked, uh, they picked on political aptitudes and where they lean, not entirely on strict interpretation and ability, so... That is very interesting. We're gonna talk about also the lockdown, the masks and the vaccines, light language. She's gonna do a demonstration about an hour and five minutes into it-ish. We're gonna talk about uh, cutting people off <laughs> and what she thinks about that. And uh, we're gonna talk about her awakening and spiritual evolution. So this, and much more in today's podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the new episode of All That Jazz. I'm your host, Matyash, and I have with me Larissa Dara. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. And, um, so yeah let's i know you're an attorney and uh, this is a very interesting thing because you're an attorney and also as a side hustle in a way <laughs> as a side hustle you right. are you're healing not just uh, other people but healing sometimes other healers is that right right correct yeah wow, this that's pretty amazing so how did how did this how did this come to this point where you're like uh, good question <laughs> <laughs> is it like is it like a 2012 thing where you're like in 2012 you're like had this big awakening like some of my guests no 2012 i was definitely still asleep <laughs> okay okay how do you define sleep like uh for those yeah, who don't no, know just less awareness of um well yeah i wasn't really as connected i was going through a phase of my life where um, I was having my children and stuff like that. So like, I was just in a different phase of life. I think, um, to looking back, you know, things were starting to kind of come clearer. Like I was starting to get guided towards opening up my mind a little bit more, yep. but still it wasn't time for me to, <laughs> wasn't my time to wake up yet. So, you know, just kind of doing like intuition was coming more online, but I wouldn't have considered myself to be psychic. I would have been like, well, I'm kind of intuitive, I guess, like that kind of stuff. Um, and honestly, not really feeling like I had a purpose, not really feeling like I knew what I was doing with my life, kind of feeling like I was spinning my wheels. That's still what was going on for me in 2012, for sure. Okay. So in 2012, I was, uh, I was expecting, almost half expecting the world to end, but obviously nothing happened. I was, yeah. work, I was working that day in, in, in Pizza Express in London and uh, nothing happened. Nothing happened, right? I was well, like, of like 2000, the year 2000, right? Like nothing happened. Yeah, like nothing. They were like, 
I said, I, I told my grandfather, I think somebody, because uh, it, it was all this hysteria, I think somebody's going to jump out of somewhere and like uh, be all hysterical. And he's like, oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that because I, I kind of um, use those kinds of moments as like a touchstone in a way. Like, you know, um, we keep talking about in the spiritual community, like the new earth and um, even just everything that's going on. Or we talk about like, oh, this big moment's coming. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, like, things tend to be a little bit more gentle or they come in more slowly than we think they're going to happen. That's not to say some stuff doesn't happen really instantaneously, but they it doesn't tend to affect everyone instantaneously at once in that dramatic, like, like the world ending. Right. Um, you know, so it's and it. Yeah. So it's really interesting, like little events happen all over the place right that can deeply impact individuals or a small collective um or even a large collective but not everybody right so um it's an interesting thing it's kind of like i'm really thankful i will say that things tend to be a little bit more gentle (laughs) than we fear if that makes sense um but then also like everybody's reality is a little bit different and that's another thing that we're, I think that's what we're part of what we're learning is kind of understanding how we are collective, how we are together in, in one consciousness, but then how we each have our own, we all, all create our own little holographic reality. So right. Kind of interesting. Would yeah. you, th- would you say that the, the world's uh, levels of consciousness is rising at the moment? I believe so. I actually had a really interesting experience, even just um, Monday night, I was guiding a meditation for a small group and mm-hmm we tapped into mother earth's energy and we're helping her release some of the tension and um gosh the word turmoil is coming to mind like we were helping channel through a bunch of her energy which i thought was i was not expecting that to happen right um but it was funny because i titled the thing new earth shift so of course we connected with mother earth and we're helping her with her shift and um just, it was really interesting because what I was receiving is like, she knows what to do. She's got this under control. She's kind of rebirthing right now and releasing a lot of energy. And for what, what I received was that um, a lot of the energy had to do with the, the, the reason why I think I'm using the word turmoil is like a lot of the energy is the density that's collected through like the battles and the wars that we do on her surface, right? Because we create all this dense energy with our separation. And I think she carry a lot of it gets grounded in her and she carries a lot of it. So she's pushing that off right now is what it feels mm. like to me. You know, do you think it's possible that, you know, there, there, if somebody's living in a house and different spaces that are occupied with different people have a very different energy? Yes. Yes. I had this experience today. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was uh, uh, some other corner of the house let's say and i was watching tv and uh i was thinking about my life and all of a sudden it was like it turned everything turned dark and i was like oh Oh, interesting (laughs) it's like i can't no i can't do this or this is too ambitious or this and good to that i was like and later i thought to myself oh why why it's like the the feel the feel is different in that space almost like I don't know how to describe it, but it's like uh, all the time or just it just came through. It just so uh, well, I usually don't spend the time in that uh, that place. I mean, that room in the house. So it was very peculiar. So because yeah. I 
yeah, it's not a common experience for me to spend uh, time in that room. So, but yeah, it's it's very interesting, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. uh, do you think saging helps if you do something like saging? I do think saging can help. I I tend to operate a little bit differently than a lot of other folks. I will use sage or um, salapante. Palo Santo. <laughs> That's how infrequently okay. I use it. It's not at the top of my head. If I'm feeling like energies are really dense, like let's say I just did a healing for somebody and there's like energy hanging around, then mm. I'll use it. But for the most part, I do everything psychically. So I will go into that space. Like I'll kind of go into my third eye, go into that space and I'll just clear everything out. Like just like <laughs> okay so you're able to do that as a yeah, connected a place that's my and primary then... yeah that's my primary modality for doing that that's interesting so so somebody was really worried uh and, and they had a lot of emotions and they were mostly stayed in one room then obviously that would imprint in a way mm-hmm. on the room itself yeah it definitely can Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I didn't notice that when I was feeling really stressed, this this room would actually feel different. If I yeah. went to other rooms and then when I went here, it was like, ah, this is intense. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. And I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I feel like that other room, you maybe have another energy with you in that room. That's what that feels like to me. Oh, um, but is that entity also- there? I think so. I'm not a hundred percent. I'd have to go a little deeper into it, but that's what that feels like there. And then, yeah, but at the same time, you're also right. Like that buildings themselves and um, mechanicals, like all sorts of parts of a house or a building can carry and hold energy. So it may imprint into that, into that space. And I, it's really funny. Like um, I find like, I I used to be in real estate um, and when people buy a new house, Sometimes there's residual, like, it's almost like the house has to get used to the new people. And I've, I've actually advised clients before. I'm like, just go through the house. And like, it's a little silly, but it's like, just acquaint yourself with the house. Well, you know, like kind of try to mingle your energy with the house, because like a lot of times stuff will break down when people first move into a new house, like an older home. Yeah. I think it's because there's this, this, this energy dissonance and it's, I kind of, when I was advising this, it was kind of like I was treating the house like a living entity. That's not really entirely what I mean. It, it is an energetic thing, but it's an easy way for us to access it, right? By right. kind of personifying it a little bit. So you ever you recall an exorcist? <laughs> have I ever, like the movie or like, no, 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 no? Called called for the services. <laughs> <laughs> Over a house. Yes. <laughs> And you're like this um, this is doomed i i better call somebody <laughs> <laughs> i haven't had to do that i work pretty well with the darker energies so i don't like um i've done i've done space clearing i've done attachment removal um right okay okay so, so yeah it seems to me okay this this is this might be broad strokes but it seems to me sure. that maybe what the, what the priests are doing uh, is is in a way oh this this might be dangerous it is maybe a, a prolonged uh way of uh, doing it because obviously if somebody has and this is a tough tough one if somebody has a entity in them like i once read a book called uh, glimpse of the devil by scott peck very famous mm-hmm. book well he's famous for the road less traveled maybe mm-hmm. you've heard of that book so he wrote a book called glimpse of the devil where he decided to go to two to do two exorcisms and he did them 
And it was a long process, very painful. Yeah. And I got really scared by that book. I used to think maybe it would be a good idea to, to maybe uh, prove, to prove God the opposite way but by proving the devil. But then I read the book mm. and I was like, ah, oh, no, nah. no. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> but, but it seems to me, if you did that, it seems to me maybe you, because of what your, because uh, your technique, your approach is totally different. So maybe it would take you a lot less time and be a lot more efficient. But yeah, maybe you haven't sure. had cases that are that bad, though. So no, I, don't know. I have. I definitely have not really encountered something where it's like this is a demonic possession, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's right. Definitely not. I've dealt with shapeshifters. I've had shapeshifters come Wait, after what, me. What? 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 What is yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like humans or people that change into like animals in this case. Okay. This, and this is how they were described to me as, as shapeshifters, and this is from other my colleagues and stuff. Um, for me, the shapeshifter <laughs> would enter my dreams and then pretend to be other people. But then they, it also would wake me up. Well, I'd get woken up in the middle of the night and it would be coming at me. So like as a form of like a dark cloud, like a, it was maroon in color. Mm -hmm. It's actually pretty much right where I'm sitting now. It was hanging out and I woke, when I woke up and I'm like, right. no way. <laughs> So, so it's um, not an actual like it's not a physical thing it's like it's it's a it's an energetic entity basically yeah i mean most mm. things that i deal with are energetic entities i don't really deal i i'm not i'm not usually someone who sees a lot in the physical i see everything through my third eye right um and i'll have to you know i have to i don't i'm very thankful that i don't walk around perceiving stuff constantly i'm i'm very thankful me too i never see anything I'm yeah. glad. <laughs> I will sometimes, like if I'm sitting and I'm just like quiet enough or patient enough, I'll pick up on an entity near me, but and but I'm seeing them through my third eye. So and, and no one else seems to be able to see them either. <laughs> right, like, right, right. <laughs> so I had one follow me home once from a bar. <laughs> an entity. Yeah, it was a it was I think someone who had passed or an aspect of them that had they had passed and an aspect of them was still kind of hanging around sometimes like lower vibrational Ooh. energies hang around in spots where there is low vibrational energy like a bar and so there were a couple of these energies and they felt very feminine to me and they were hanging around in the bar and I think because one noticed that I noticed her she followed me home and then I turned around in my kitchen and she's like right there and I'm like yeah you need to leave like <laughs> Yeah, you so. know, I had a strange experience. I was doing a pre-interview for for uh, one of my previous guests, and she uses um, light language, which is uh, mm -hmm. kind of like talking in tongues, but more uh, yeah. epic in a way. Yes. <laughs> and the first she did it in a pre-interview, and she did that, and I was like, I thought I saw something like just mistly, um, like uh, get, get scared of what she was saying. But I don't right. know, I don't know if I'm imagining it, so I'm like questioning myself now. But uh, it was really uh, it was interesting to see that. Well, it's interesting too, and I don't quite have this figured out. But like, kind of going back to the idea of demonic possession, and then even that, sometimes I think that things that come up into our field or our perception or experience are actually just deeper aspects of ourselves. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Maybe to do. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah it's it's really interesting and I'm, and I'm not 100 sure it's really easy to like look at everything as other all the time and it's harder for us to understand what's part of us and especially because we're so multi-dimensional 
Um, there's different, I mean, like we all have lot. most of us have lots of different aspects. And right. because we're part of the collective consciousness, we can tap into other experiences and stuff like that, that we might not in the human sense consider ourselves to have had. So like, it's really interesting, um, you know, it, cause I could ask myself, what is it about me? Or what is it that I was experiencing that brought in the shapeshifter energy, right? Like, right. I, don't, I don't have a good answer to that. <laughs> but like, that was my experience. And um, I don't know, you know, but it's, but it's definitely something like where you go, you can still say, I don't want to have this experience, or I think I'm done with this experience and let it go, you know? Right. So, um, so yeah. how, like, uh, is it possible that if, so then when you say you go to another place and there's an entity there. So you said in this corner of my, um, the house that I'm in, there's an right. entity. And I hope that didn't follow me do you, here. Do you want me to try to look at it? <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, let me see. Okay. This is fun. <laughs> I definitely, I'll just try, I'll talk out loud. It's like, it's like thinking out loud, right? So just yeah, bear yeah. with me. And it takes, sometimes it takes a minute for in, information to come in and all that good stuff. So um, I do feel like it's, there's a masculine energy there. Let me just see. Yeah. It feels like it does. Um, it does feel like it has, how do I say this? Like, it feels like it, feels like it has ownership over the house slash that space in particular it's very attached to that space um i don't think it wanders that much through the house it's mostly just stays in there And I'm asking why that is and why, what is the nature of it? Like, is this, and I think what it, it's so interesting. And this is what I kind of am, this is what I'm kind of learning, but I don't, I don't step into all this stuff all the time. Um, I work more with people's energy systems. So um, what I, what I'm kind of receiving is that it's not so much that it's a whole person or a whole person's soul. And it is that idea that you're talking about, like that energetic imprint. And what happens, I think, and I, at least to the best of my ability to explain, is that, um, a, you know, that imprint, that energetic imprint happens. And then sometimes as energy gets added to it, it kind of takes its own form. So the energy mm. kind of takes its own intention and form. And that's what this feels like. So it does feel like it, it has the essence of a person but it's not a whole person or a whole person's soul. Uh, um, would you would you like me to clear it? I think it can be. I'm going to ask if it's willing to be cleared. If you want me to. Yeah, sure. Okay. Hmm. Okay, it's reluctant. <laughs> Let's okay, see. it's been there a while. Um, what it's been there a while probably it has been there a really long time i feel like um okay it's showing me where it's attached to the wall that's really interesting oh wow 
Um, but it's almost like it's hanging on. So just a sec, just a sec. I'm just kind of, what I'm doing is I am uh, moving light up from the floor, up through the room. Mm. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. And I'm letting it know that you've revoked permission for it to be there. And I'm offering it, um, I'm bringing down a light from source that it can go to the light to be transmuted or it needs to leave. And it's not happy about it. <laughs> time to go back home that's right it is easing up just one moment it's, it is getting used to the idea <laughs> that's okay. the best way I can describe it sometimes it just takes a minute for the energy to kind of mingle that's pretty quick yeah. Okay, and I can feel it lifting. Can you feel it lifting at all? Mm, no. It's not in this room, but I right. kind of, kind of, yeah. This, uh, I guess, uh, it affects the whole house then too. Yeah, yeah, because it's like it's like having a big dark cloud in one room, and it's yeah, it kind of like comes out a little bit. A little on the outside of the house too in that area. Okay. Hmm. Okay. All right. I think that's all set. That feels pretty good now. Um, if you can air it out a little bit, that'll mm -hmm. that'll help. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like you were asking about the stage thing. It's like sometimes the physicality does like doing something physically does help. It's interesting. Yeah, I usually stage this room, especially okay. before That's a, a podcast. Idea. Especially yeah. before a podcast. Yeah. You know, it's like whatever works for you is always the best. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like what I was kind of saying is like, I do that, right? So like I can look like when I'm doing a session with somebody. I like sit down and I go, okay, what's in the room? Like, you know, like and then right. I clear you the can, room out. You can, you can feel it. Yes. Yeah. Actually, it's really funny. Like I, my office is in a new building. It's in it. There was a building there before, but it's in a new building in a busy area. But like the first six months that I had the office, I would never feel anything. And then somebody moved in next door with like antiques. And like, I'm like, there's a bunch of stuff in the room now. And I right. think it's all the energy attached to all the antiques. It's like the funniest thing. At first I thought it was this lady who was like house sitting, but it wasn't her. <laughs> so basically very old things usually have an energy attached to them. Well, yeah, especially right. Cause so many people use them and some people mm. love them and, and all sorts of stuff. So it's, and it's not necessarily bad. It's just like, it's just energy. And then of course, when you're working on someone energetically, you just don't, want a bunch of interference that's mm. but um, I a, yeah i have a friend uh, deborah in, in toronto and she used to live in a house where um uh, one year she was organizing the uh, there used to be a thing called buddha relics and supposedly mm -hmm. those uh, things have uh, the, the energy of the buddha and his disciples and all that buddhists throughout the centuries and uh and it's an exhibit at the end of the 
I think that's what it's called. Actually, at the end of the night, then they put it all in a in a like a small black bag, like this size, mm-hmm. and uh, and it stays in somebody's home, and it stays in that home for for like uh, three nights. And she said that for about a month after that, the whole house felt like it was pe- peeling off layers. So, so because oh. the, the energy of the Buddha relics is so high that uh, she said that they have a turtle and for about a month, she had to clean like the water every few days because it would just get, keep getting murky, like wow. really quick, real quick. But then yeah. after a month or so that that would end. So I thought that's that was really cool. interesting because the whole house was adjusting to a new higher energy. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I think my house might have done that when I moved in. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I've had to clear, I've had to clear, actually, this is really interesting. I was taught this technique. I, um, I cleared the land and the house all at once. It was like, it was energetically replacing the land and the house, the whole property. Mm. And um, my kids used to see entities in the house and I used to be able to feel more stuff. Like I said, I had the shapeshifter come around. And now it feels very clear, which is nice. So right, even just the power of belief can be helpful, right? <laughs> but the, that's interesting that, you, that with your um, technique or however you do it, you're able to do it remotely. Like you can be halfway yes. across the world and you can do it in some other room in this house. It's really amazing. <laughs> you know what's really cool? This is because like I struggled with this a little bit, right? Because um basically i'm just making up a representation of what i think that room looks like and i used to kind of get hung up like oh it's not real because i don't really know or if my if my perception didn't 100 percent match yeah but what i've learned is that it doesn't matter like <laughs> because i'm tapping into the energy of the whole thing right like it's not so much and it's like the belief that matters not and this is i think this is what's so hard and why a lot of people, even people who are intuitive and really gifted and talented, we're kind of taught to believe that there has to be this matchup with physical reality. And it's the other way around almost, if that makes sense. Like mm. we kind of have everything backwards because like I was kind of saying earlier, if we're all having our own holographic experience, our own reality, that's our perception creating our reality. And what I've learned is that imagination is kind of like the center of all of this creation. And we're kind of taught to kind of co- like um, ignore our imagination or discredit our imagination, but the imagination is what creates. So, um, I mean, like in having that, I guess it's like having that muscle open, if that makes sense. Mm. So like a beautiful way to start any sort of intuitive work or meditation where you're you know is to go ahead and create and allow your imagination to take hold because it's that's the real experience it's really interesting like it seems like counterintuitive that that's like you need reality to match what your intuitive experience is but it's really not at all like it doesn't Hmm. the imagination that matters i don't know if i articulated that quite right right so um yeah it's so he's saying imagination can be kind of fuzzy in a way it's not exactly accurate to the way it is but it's still representing something accurate in the subjective because obviously everyone lives their lives in the subjective reality of their own mind but the thing is that that those uh, who feel like it should be whatever 
is measurable is real whatever is measure not measurable is not real okay i'm gonna mm -hmm. miss out on that because they're like well you know right. if you can measure it it doesn't exist well you know right yeah so does and, the and love of your mother then doesn't exist you know <laughs> right <laughs> and it's just pieces we haven't put together yet that's right. the thing too right it's like there's the whole like perception that there's a combat a com you know com competition or whatever i don't know whatever like discord or disconnect between spiritual reality and science but the thing is we just haven't connected it yet because i'm just working with energy right so you're talking about physical objects and stuff like that um they're just atoms moving and there's energy in the atoms and there's space in the atoms we're made of atoms and cells and all sorts of stuff and, and i'm not very scientific as you can tell but then what am i doing i'm manipulating energy so it's the same it's all connected we just don't understand it yet as humans hmm. i don't get it and i'm right. articulate it myself but i just like um and other people are better at articulating this than i am and you're and a lawyer and, and and so you come right. from a kind of uh, your profession i would say is very left-brained yes and it's very logic-based yes and yes, very yeah. mental yeah well, what kind mental. of lawyer are you i'm actually a special education attorney so um you know here in the united states we have specific laws to protect children with disabilities so um i represent children with disabilities in school matters okay so, yeah. wow okay this is unrelated but if uh sure. <laughs> since you're a lawyer i might as well ask this I, <laughs> I i thought for a long time that um because some of the the things they teach in schools is kind of uh is not uh not in integrity like uh for example mm -hmm. I, i'm in university now so i can i can see that that uh, some of the suggestions reading in some of the classes they um it's said in the book that you are and this is pretty awful it said that um if you uh if you're white you're racist even if you do, if you don't think oh. you are that kind right. of thing and uh i don't know what you can do like i think these schools are only going to change when they would be a lawsuit one against their um yeah uh uh academic responsibility but i don't know if you can really ch cause change by a lawsuit maybe i don't know maybe a class action lawsuit yeah you can i don't know um you can there i mean like there's actually it's interesting that you kind of mentioned this like you definitely can affect change through a lawsuit right but the number of landmarks that's what we call it like a landmark case i mean there's not that many you know what i mean um against the school and, against the university there's not many right <laughs> oh okay and especially not for curriculum like you know what i mean like you would you would kind of want to affect changing curriculum by demanding that through the school in the first place there's that's really not well, it, well so you be like trying to allege that you're being discriminated against by being taught that is that kind of what you're saying yeah it's it's uh it's an uh, anti-equality basically it right. uh, it breaches something i don't know i like it i have to look up the laws probably breaches some kind of law in in the land which is britain and also right human rights law or anything like that because it uh, might. yeah it but the whole thing with law i find which at least in the in the u.s because i can't speak too much to other countries but it's very subjective and it has everything to do with who you're talking to and what you convince them of that's the law <laughs> right <laughs> like uh, sometimes you convince them of the just. letter of the law <laughs> and sometimes of the spirit it's of the a persuasive law argument and it's and it's the person you're talking to they're supposed to be unbiased but that i mean like 
here in the US, right, you hear all the noise we make about who we're appointing to the Supreme Court because we're appointing people based on their bias. Like that's like which president's going to appoint because then it's in line with a certain party. So yeah. they, they're doing it to affect the law by picking someone who they know is supposed to have a bias in the direction they want them to. So the, like the whole legal system is built on subjectivity it's not objective at all like it's like <laughs> wait wait you're a lawyer you're saying yeah. the whole uh, is, is based on subjectivity it's like i get uh -huh. I, I agree it's like what you as like even if you have the constitutional one not whatnot you can still say subjectively well you know it doesn't quite matter because what well, i think what right now is more important now. right right so like for example if you just kind of take the pandemic and i know people have very varying opinions on what's going on with that and how how that works and everything like that but if you have a group of people who want to get together and spend time with one another whether it be religious like that's freedom of assembly right right and like the that's what we call freedom of assembly the right to get together with other people like, mm. like and then you, of course you have freedom of religion our churches were shut down during the pandemic that's i would i would argue personally my my heart says that's an impediment on your freedom of religion. Yeah, if you're told First you can't Amendment, get together yeah. with other people, that's an impediment of your freedom of assembly. But it's all like it's all infringing on freedom. Um, and well, why there was no, no lawsuit though? I, there should be, there should well, have been a lawsuit on the First Amendment I think, violation. I do, I'm sure there were. I'm I'm going to be totally honest. I'm not up to date on this. Okay. And the other, but I my understanding is that in most places right now. There's and there's a lot of there is some legal support for the idea that public health comes first, which I would think would be running in contrary and contradiction to the Constitution, in a sense. So because it doesn't say the right to have good public health, like, you know what I mean? like right, right, right. Like, it's not mentioned everyone's that, assured right. public health. Like it doesn't doesn't say that anything about that happiness and freedom and assembly and contract and you know like um gun ownership don't, you're not allowed to have your people in your you know like don't have to take on militia in your house like that's the kind of stuff that's in there um not public health so i don't know i mean like that's but that's so that's kind of the thing though is because I'm, I'm dealing with um i am working with a group of parents who do not want their children to wear masks and don't want their children to get vaccinated yeah. for COVID in particular, but some of them haven't had their kids vaccinated at all. And um, the courts are not going to be favorable to these arguments right now. Like you might- It depends who the judge is, right? Because if the judges, the, judges. Are, the judges are biased, then- Exactly. Uh, or, I mean, or in favor yeah. of, the, of the what's going on, you know? So right. it's not, I don't know that, uh, well, you know, it's, that kind of leads me to the next thing that I've been receiving lately is what it feels like to me is it's time for those of us who want to live in a new earth to start creating. And we don't have to do it by lawsuit. We don't have to do it by legal change per se. We can just start doing it. Some people may be called to do legal changes. And I, I'm very thankful for those who are called to do that, but we can start living the way we want to live. We just have to do it. And we're not mm -hmm. waiting for someone else to do it for us, right? Like, right. I think that's been a little bit of the thing with um, the spiritual community. It's like, well, when it's time for the new earth, when everybody wakes up, well, maybe some people are going to wake up because you've built a community where they can live that way. Right. You know what I mean? Like, 
maybe they're not going to have the same moments that we've had <laughs> to get where we're at now. Yeah, that's and what I thought. Kind of a, yeah. Yeah, that's what I like, thought with a lawsuit might not be a the totally, totally most effective way. It's a, it's a, it's a good, like, uh, to me, it's like a punishing tool, like, cause I know they're wrong. <laughs> that's, but that's comes from the, uh, I guess the warrior archetype or whatnot is like, right. uh, punch <laughs> them down. What is it? Yeah. Uh, I had, I had, yeah. um, I had, uh, Chiron come in. I, so I spoke at a rally a few months ago about, um, you know, the vaccination issue because we in Connecticut, which is the state where I live, we had um, a, a right to religious exemption to not mm -hmm. get your children vaccinated for school. And they just changed the law and took that religious exemption away. And so we're still like, there's still a group of people that I'm involved with that are um, trying to fight this a bit, you know? And uh, so I spoke at the rally and leading up to that, Chiron was coming in for me and he's like, if they push you down, you get back up. If they push you down, you get back up. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> For those anyway, who don't know, like, who is Chiron? Um, I actually am not, you know, the most experienced of Chiron. <laughs> uh, like, I've had guests who have contact with him as well. but Yeah, uh, I'm sure you might even be able to articulate it better than I am. But he's got that warrior energy. Um, I believe Ascended Master, right, Chiron? I, I don't know, to be honest. I Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's, I believe he's an ascended master who um, it carries that warrior spirit, warrior energy. So, um, yeah, that's like it. okay. Maybe I should maybe I should look more into that. That sounds yeah, yeah. Maybe me too. <laughs> <laughs> but I got his little activation, so I'm really thankful for that. So I was right. in the car, and I'm like, I'm gonna kick ass. Like you know what I mean. So what's your read on the, the whole vaccine and mass thing? Because to me, it seems like it's a massive intrusion on worldwide on people's uh, human rights uh, because of something that's, uh, it's not that more people are dying in the world. It's just that uh, maybe proportionally or the, what media reports is that most people, supposedly most people that die are of COVID, but because right. they have other illnesses as well and they count right. often as, as only COVID illness attributed to I COVID. I feel like there's, well, and the way I tend to see things is there's multiple layers, right? Because it's a multidimensional na nature of reality that we're not always perceiving, but right. there's multiple layers to this. One of them, I think that this is really accentuating or pointing out how much we struggle with not having control. Like, mm. so we want to control every, our experience and everyone else's experience. Right. And we can't. And we and part of that is the we've forgotten that um, we are divine beings who are having very intentional experiences that we've come here for certain reasons to do certain things or learn certain things. And um, there I don't I do think sometimes people die by accident, but I think it's very rare. And I think most of the time people die intentionally. Now, when I say that, I mean, it's more from their higher self, right? It's like planned. it's more it's the planned. higher self, right? Right. So, um, so I think what's difficult when you're really living very in that very embedded human experience, um, if you have a loved one who's dying, they may up until the last, until their dying breath, I don't want to die. That's what they may be saying. 
And so you're watching that turmoil and going, well, they don't want to die and they died and that's not right. But what we're not seeing is perhaps in that moment, there was a release yeah. and they're done. And but after that, you didn't that, see that because it was in their head. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? like, and after know, that, like, they come to the other side, and, and three days they're later, fine. they're like, "Oh, like, thank, like, <laughs> thank God! I am glad it's I over." Mean, there <laughs> soul, like, so much of my work involves releasing soul trauma, so that's why I'm saying, like, there is soul trauma. Like, there is stuff that's traumatic, but that's the other piece of it, right? Is that's part of sovereignty? Is understanding that the other person's having their own experience, trying to learn their own lessons, trying to work through their own stuff. Mm. So if you're trying to, you can't really take that away. And isn't it kind of selfish to take it away? Like, why would you not want someone to grow? Why right. would you not want someone to have their full experience? So um, the idea that we're trying to control whether or not people live or die by wearing masks, which i a lot of information that they don't actually work and then um by forcing people to get vaccinated which is there's a lot of debate out there around the science of whether or not it worked um yep what i'm kind of seeing lately and i was talking to a good friend of mine about this like i actually think we've kind of hit a good spot with the vaccines <laughs> where people who wanted them got them people who don't want them haven't for the most part and we're seeing that the vaccines don't like they don't 100 percent prevent anybody from spreading or catching COVID-19 and especially with the new strains and like that's it, it but if you got vaccinated it lessens your it hopefully lessens your symptoms right mm. so um if you've had back the vaccine and you have COVID uh I already had COVID so I'm not sure why I need the vaccine. I know there's some stuff out there that says why, that my body didn't probably didn't do a good enough job and somehow this vaccine's gonna do a better job. And I find that to be a very odd, un unproven argument. <laughs> right. And most people survive. It's like 98% right. or more survival rate, I, 99. I so. did have it really badly. Like if I did not have someone caring for me, I would have needed to go to the hospital but I survived it. And to be honest, in the middle of it, because um, I have asthma as a pre-existing condition, but in the middle of it, I had deep gratitude, which was really interesting because I was struggling to breathe. And I just sat there one moment. I was like, I'm really thankful for this experience. This is really interesting. Like, you know, like, and I was really like, okay, like, you know, like, like, like here we go. And it was an interesting disease in a sense too, because um, I could feel it running through my meridians. I could feel it running through my body. I could feel it where, where there was an energy center in the center of my head. And then once I had mostly recovered, um, something from it stayed in my shoulder and was giving me wow. really extreme shoulder pain. Like energetically or biologically? Energetically, both. yes. Okay. Because I went to a massage wow. therapist to try to get it worked out and it wouldn't budge like it didn't mm. and she's like well you have years of trauma like years of tension i'm like oh no i get massages regularly yeah, right. <laughs> like, so no like that's definitely not it and so i ended up meeting with a good friend of mine and she helped me release you know the, that piece we could kind of see it the energy that was stuck there and we released it so um and that's been an interesting journey for me the last few months too between having covid and this i had a head cold recently Mm -hmm. understanding how our bodies 
our body, mind, and spirit all really do work together. Because I think that's going back to that science versus spirituality thing. Like we want, I, I have wanted in that logic brain, right? To categorize physical illness, especially a virus where other people are catching it as something other than spiritual. And it's right. not because like, it's still a mechanism that your body can use and your, your spirit, your spirit can use to um, help clear out your system or create transformation. Right. So, um, I mean, it's, yeah, mine is why amazing. take that away from people? That's a, like, you know what I mean? Like, this has been transformative. Why I, I'm thankful for my experience. I, why would you want to take it away from me? Right. The last you three know? years, um, I think, or at least the last year and a half, a lot has happened. And, uh, but am I a fear? I, I'm glad you're optimistic, but I think maybe they're going to increase the, like in New York state, they're uh, like, um, I, or New York City, there yeah. you, you can't go into restaurants anymore if you're vaccinated. You can't do this. You can't do that. So right. they're restricting rights of people. They're restricting right. rights. And um, yeah, yeah, my state likely won't feel too far behind. And I'm, I kind of question a little bit, like, why am I here? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, can yeah, I, can go, I go somewhere where this is not a thing? So yeah, much? like <laughs> Wyoming or Texas or some or North Dakota, right. or South Dakota, whichever. Like, yeah. There's, <laughs> <laughs> South, South Dakota might be one of the most friendly. I actually just did a cross-country trip and um the picture behind me is Lake McDonald and Glacier National Park. And I was just there like a couple weeks ago. I got guided to go there. So actually really interestingly too, kind of along the lines of what we're talking about. It's hard to see in the picture, but behind me, these hills actually mm. are spotted with dead trees um from forest fire. And it's okay. the same idea, right? Like Mother Earth cleanses by allowing these natural disasters to happen. And we think of it as sad, you know, oh, how sad we've lost all these trees. And it's scary too, right? Like there are people in the US who their homes are threatened or destroyed by fire. And it's right. very scary. And I don't, you know, I definitely don't want to light, you know, lessen their experience. But um, same thing, the idea that we can, like these, often these fires are started by lightning strikes and stuff like that, things that are outside of human control. And we want to control them and they're outside of our control. <laughs> so it's, it's all kind of related, right? But it's like disease or death is a clearing process. It's not necessarily a bad thing. And we have been taught that it is bad. And, and there's real grief and mourning that happens when someone passes. Yeah. And that's a very real experience. Um, but at the same time, like we kind of, it's one of these things that we need to let go of because it's natural process. And it, one of those symbols I always love to kind of represent this is that idea of the wave, right? It's like, I think it's kind of a Buddhist notion. It's like you rise up and you're that little individual wave for just a moment, but then you come back into that collective consciousness. And so you it's die like, slowly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just uh. a natural progression. It's not, it's not unnatural for people to die. Um, and like I said, most of these folks, I, I believe a lot of these folks who have passed from COVID, it, it, was their, it was their time. It was part of their plan. And yeah, you kind of yeah. have to wonder too, how much of the plan relates to them feeding the energy of this debate? 
which of, is an interesting thing too, and of right? fear like, as well because there's know, a lot of right? <laughs> there, there's a lot of contention like there, there's people oh, yeah. saying um i saw this british guy saying that you know these people that are not vaxxed they had time now we need to forcefully vaccinate them i'm like whoa whoa this is it's not it's not even that serious like people most people survive it like something that has more than, than like 98 percent survive 99 something nine. survival yeah. <laughs> why would you why would you have everybody put on their masks restrict their travel put them in quarantine like now if i want to go to you back to uk which i'm gonna uh, pretty soon and it's like after quarantine after i uh, um, enter the country because i'm not vaccinated for 10 days mm-hmm. it's like well uh, that sounds pretty good because for a while we couldn't even go to canada and you still can't go to Canada if you're not vaccinated. Right. Well, at least I can go. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For now, <laughs> hopefully, we stay. Right. Like that's been such an eye opener. How little rights and freedom that we have, in a sense. Um, you know, like because it's just they just got taken away very quickly. I mean, you can kind of work like around it a bit with some things, but mm. um, it's been. It's, that's been a little bit intimidating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the way the way we lost uh, some of the rights so quickly. And now, mm-hmm. I, like, at first it was like, well, let's have a few weeks to stop the spread. And now it turned right. into a year and a half. And how long, right. and you it's, know? And it's cl- clamping back down is what it feels like. And like yeah. you said, too, there's a lot of political pressure coming up to disemploy people who aren't vaccinated and stuff like that. And you know, this is where we talk about the layers, right? So like, and I don't a hundred percent, like, I'm just going to do this for a fun thought exercise, if okay. you will. like, I'm not so convinced of my own thing here, but like, like, but like okay. So initially I kind of was like, oh, they want everybody to get vaccinated to protect the economy. But as you probably know, like there's people talk a lot about this one world order thing in the great reset. So yes. Okay, so if you force a bunch of people to become unemployed and a lot of them do hold their ground, you're going to have an economic collapse. Like it doesn't like look at how much we struggled economically with a small number of people like out of work. Most people worked from home or kept working. So and we had a huge collapse just from that. Right. Right. Like imagine now some percentage of people, I don't know, 20 percent of people just going like, well, I guess I can't work then. Right. and, And opting out at least for a minute even like that's going to cause a collapse. And so does that further this one world great reset agenda? Is that the point, at least from the people who are pushing for that in a sense, right? I mean, some of them, I don't think are quite aware of what the heck they're saying, but like, like, but I wonder if that's a bit of an agenda. But if we look at that up another level, is that so bad in a sense? Because like, if there is a greater intention to create a new and do something completely new, don't we need to collapse everything a bit to rebuild? I mean, and that's what the spiritual experience often cycles through is collapse and rebuild. Collapse. Yeah, yeah. I, just like... went, I just went through a collapse like, like a week and a half ago. So like, it's like, whoop, and then you kind of go, oh, okay. And it's all open and new again. And you can kind of start going in even like a new direction or a broader direction. Yeah. So I've often I go on of, a collapse weekly, I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> there's a new, yeah, cri- there's a new crisis every day sometimes. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, no, I'm um, not hearing you. 
<laughs> so okay let's go to go back to the beginning because uh, yeah. we didn't finish that thought so sure. was it a crisis that uh, kind of induced your spiritual awakening basically kind of um i definitely was going through a, a, a depressive period i had made some changes in my life to kind of i had i had gotten told very specifically from a psychic that i needed to be doing child advocacy and I think I was told that actually, I was thinking about this the other day. I was told that by a psychic back in 2005 and then wow. again in 2017 and only in, two, and at like between 2005 and 2017, I can't believe it was that many years. Um, I was like, well, I don't know how to do that. And I can't figure out how to do this. And I'm doing all sorts of different things. And in the meantime, I did start working for our, our local school district. So when I got the message again, and this psychic on behalf of my, my family, like my, you know, other side family mm -hmm. <laughs> and my guides was like, no, you need to be doing child advocacy. Cause I like wanted to move to another country oh. and this, that, and the other thing. And they're but, like, no, but, much but happier. you were a lawyer already, right? I was already a lawyer. Okay. Yes. I felt, I felt pretty guided to become a lawyer, like back in high school. Right. So, but you um, were doing what? You're doing what? Like I was business? doing um real estate law. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> I mean, real estate laws can be drudgery and all licensing and all that. I mean, uh at licensing. Yeah, I was primarily doing residential transactions. Residential, so, right, right, right. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I wasn't really sure how to go that direction. And then so fine when they were like yelling at me. Like you did your child advocacy. They're like, you'll be much happier if you do child advocacy. Oh, okay. So I started figuring out how I could do that. So I um, left my job at the school and I was like, oh, I guess I could learn how to do special ed law. Took some classes on it and started my own practice. But it was taking a while to build traction doing that. And I was kind of sinking further into depression. Mm. And um, basically, through the help with my therapist, I got guided to a book where you do this declaration where you kind of go into your heart center and you say, universe, I'm ready to change. Like universe takes the wheel. I'm ready to change. And yeah. holy cow. It did. Off from there. <laughs> yeah. So like depression got a lot worse. The work got better. And my brain started cycling. And I definitely wanted to share this because it's like, or have more people become aware of this. Like, because it's kind of a scary process, if you will, because it's kind of like, it's like you just don't even have control over your own brain. Like, right? Like, it's just repeating thoughts, repeating thoughts, repeating thoughts, repeating thoughts. And they started getting, honestly, they started getting a little suicidal in nature. But I'm a, I'm a young mom. Like, I'm like, hell no, we're not doing that. Like, you know, what I mean? like, you know, like I had enough awareness to be like, oh, no, 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 you know? So, and I actually, like, one day was just crying like all day and I ended up reaching out to an old friend who was like oh you need to meditate and he told me to read Eckhart Tolle so I downloaded Eckhart Tolle on audible and started listening to him I did the power of now and as I was listening I would kind of drift in and out of a meditative state I mean I kind of was aware that I was but you know you're like a newbie so you don't really know what you're doing right and he was talking about you know, what it feels like to wake up. And I was like, oh, okay. And he also was talking about, I think the biggest thing for me, and I now I when I went back to listen to it, I don't remember him saying this verbatim, but he said something about letting pain go. 
And I was able overnight to just drop all of that surface pain that I was carrying. Wow. And I woke up the next morning and I was like, I'm a wow. I'm I think I'm awake, like he was talking about. Like I was like, everything, everything was different. I was like, oh. And everything felt really there's like for some for some folks, myself included, there's a euphoric period that lasts several months where you feel really euphoric most right. of the time. And time kind of slowed down. Yeah. Which was interesting. Like my perception of time slowed way down. Um and I just felt freer and I started taking better care of myself. I started doing things that I love like all the time. And um it took a little while for my well my intuition was working. <laughs> but I didn't fully have the understanding of it that I do now. So I was meditating. Oh, and this is kind of interesting too. Couple, couple quick, interesting things. Um, a, I, one of the first times I really did an unguided meditation for myself, I actually went into my energy system and started healing stuff. Really? Which, like it's intuitively. Like, like I went into my sacral chakra and, and healed my, like did a major healing on my sacral chakra. I had had plantar fasciitis leading up to this. I healed my plantar fasciitis um, and I did something else. I think I, oh, I opened up my pineal gland more because I went into my brain and like opened that up more. Wow. That was kind of interesting. <laughs> so you're already primed to be a healer, just like uh, messing about yeah. with yeah, uh, that's what the first meditation. About, right? And you're like, boom. Yeah, we're remembering. We're remembering all the stuff we already know. It just takes time. Yeah, it's like know. it's like your your spirit when boom, we're live. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. And um, interestingly too, because this is a really cool experience. Um, I noticed that I was able also, like when I was picking up on other people's like depressive energy, if that makes sense. Yes. It started like forming a ball inside me, and it was this golden ball that was like like fiery and like molten and it was spinning 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 around and I could tell it wanted to be released but I was scared <laughs> so I kind of like shut it down and I like went to sleep but then it came back a few weeks later and I ended up shooting it out my throat and out my back oh, shoulders you know what like back shoulders yeah. that's the weirdest thing I was gonna say like John coffee and, and green mile would you cough it out yeah <laughs> I was gonna say that as a joke, but yeah. Right, right. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So um, and then similarly too, I said to my therapist, I'm like, I feel like I'm walking around with an antenna on top of my head. And she's like, she didn't say too much. She's like, you need to look up Kundalini. And I was like, oh, Yeah, what? Like you, know, like, like, <laughs> you ever read uh there's a book by a doctor, MD called Lisa Nella, and he wrote uh a really good book called uh, Kundalini Psychosis or Transcendence. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he used to treat people who had uh, Kundalini. So you'd have to discern, is this psychosis? Because some of the uh, Kundalini cases are not, not like yours. They're really bad. People right. go into bad spaces. like Or there's physical stuff that complications with Kundalini, let's say. Because some right. people have that. And uh, yeah. you'd have to see, is it? psychosis or is it kundalini related you know yeah i've often especially when i've i've been closer with people on the on the path and it's like are we just what's the word i'm looking co-delusional <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, am like, i just going oh, insane <laughs> yeah right like and i still question that every once in a while you know what i mean like 
am I really talking to other beings? Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like sometimes I wish, yeah. like, could, could just an angel come down and just write plainly what I need to do right. <laughs> in a piece of paper? That'd be so well, much easier. Fun in that. Like, <laughs> right. They're like, no, we're not going to give you that satisfaction. Well, you know, what? I, I did have a kind of mini revelation at one point. I'm like, well, if I knew everything that was going to happen, this would be really freaking boring. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're just like waiting around. Oh, first yeah. of all, just be like, why? Well, yeah, like, <laughs> where's the mystery? <laughs> Before that, I'm just going to watch Netflix and chill out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? You mentioned that too. And I, I feel like there's a lot going around in the spiritual community too about what kind of behaviors are spiritual and which ones aren't. Yeah. And what I'm coming around to is it doesn't like, <laughs> well unless you're doing something that hurts people i think that that's, yeah, that's the a only different thing. that's yeah. a different story right but like but are you are you hurting people by watching netflix no like, like <laughs> yes unless you're neglecting your family and not going to right. work that's, yes. but, even <laughs> then, like, but even then you have to unpack that a little bit right because mm. like um if you're neglecting your family right like let's say you have a, a kid and you're not paying as much attention to them well, what does that do to their growth and how does that form them? And is that necessarily a bad thing because they're having their own journey as well? So it's an interesting, I mean, I don't think you have to take everything well, quite as seriously. It's more of my point. Like, I don't know, <laughs> but I think there is a responsibility and also culpability as well, as mm -hmm. far as karmic law. And I feel like sometimes um, even in law, I think even if you unintentionally hurt somebody or let's say kill somebody, you might be, it might be some way responsible in voluntary it, manslaughter I think it or really something depends that's really interesting because like i haven't come across it depends i think it depends on how on how your soul kind of holds on to that information um yeah. i think sometimes it matters and sometimes it doesn't it's yeah. the accidental the accidental but i don't know it, it's funny too um and i'm not sure i'm not sure karma is going to hang around the same way anymore yeah is is, is it changing we're clearing we're clearing so much karma um because like even karma is a little bit of a limiting belief system and i think that's a lot of what we're clearing out and i what i'm what i'm seeing too is like crystal kids like younger people like one girl i met like i was doing a reading for her and i was like i think i was asking about past lives or something and they're, like her guides were like well, we just cleared out all her karma like what? Like, <laughs> like, like you cleared all her karma? But like, how, like I, I don't understand. Maybe they're talking in a different sense because maybe for an, um, uh, uh, like an event or something. Because in my understanding, if you clear all the karma, then you'd be enlightened, like in in a classical sense. Yeah, that's in Buddhism. not entirely. I don't know if that's exactly what that means. Okay, you know right, I mean? right, right, right. Like, okay, I get it. Um, and then further, I'm not sure what it means to be enlightened as a person who's currently embodied either. Where, where does enlightenment stop and start? I'm not like, I think we want to keep an open mind about that. Does yeah. That well, the, I think it's classically defined as somebody that doesn't have a personal ego anymore. It's like uprooted and you're like, right. and it's but is, like, that, is that achievable as a human? I don't even know. Yeah. I think <laughs> like, uh, what's that guy? Was that yeah. guy Sachin Inanda? You know Woodstock, that that guy yeah. they came to speak at the Woodstock. 
I think yeah. he was there. And a couple Maybe. other people. I think David Hawkins, um, uh, Ramana Maharshi. Um, Maybe. Couple, it's but yeah, it's know, rare. I think sure. it's very rare. Yeah. Right. And, and also, like, what, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. It's, what does that feel like? What does that look like? But I think you can clear out a lot of your Akashic records and stuff like that. Like, that's kind of what they meant by the karma. They, that they oh, cleared yeah, okay. out a lot of the Akashic records that were holding contracts based on past events. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Like a past event. <laughs> so it, there could be like a contract where you're obligated to repeat the same kind of behavior with somebody and just go round and round. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's what I asked her. I was like, have any of your relationships changed lately? And she's like, yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Everything changed. <laughs> yeah, it was, but it was subtle which is kind of neat too it was subtle for her like it wasn't it didn't make a dramatic change in her daily life but she did notice that she had some ease in dealing with her family Mm. and stuff like that so i'm conscious that i i set an intention that we're gonna do something which is um right something in general that uh um people the listeners could benefit that if you could do something uh sure for them sure um you're gonna do like a meditation or what's the options yeah go give me yeah i don't know (laughs) (laughs) what's the buffet like (laughs) right let's see um i do feel like i i speak light language too i feel like there's some light language coming in if you want to try that let's let's do it okay on just one moment to let go of the past is what they said is to let go of the past 
And they said, uh, oh, it was something really pretty. They said, um, to quiet, oh, to allow, I'm trying to articulate it a little bit, like to allow the quiet of your mind. I was going to say something else, and like mind. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> to allow the quiet of your mind to ease the soul, if that makes sense. So they're saying like, it's time to step up and do the work you were called to do. Sorry, they're talking to me while I'm talking. Um, and to kind of just let go of all these pieces that we've been, oh, that's really neat. So they're saying like, and I've been trying to articulate this and I'm hopefully I can do a good job. And this is what I've been experiencing as well. So it's just coming through really strongly. We really do need to like, stay really open so like things that we this is exactly what they've been trying to teach me the last few weeks <laughs> things that we perceive as one thing may not be how they appear does that make sense so we just need mm. to hold a really open space and an open mind for our perception to change um because when you're holding on too tight to a belief it can cause they said madness. <laughs> yeah, insanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was madness. So, um, <laughs> so just to kind of hold open for new information coming in and new perceptions of reality, because that's that's what I'm getting a lot of myself lately. Like it's like, oh, that doesn't really matter. Oh, that doesn't really matter. And like, that's not mm. to say that our human experience doesn't matter. That's not what I'm saying. But it's like, um, here's a really good example because well yeah i'll come back to this but like so i don't meditate a lot like i meditate once a week like not very often but i'm kind of that I i'm an open channel and um just to, you know as a point of discussion too like i go through chakra upgrades like all the time so like i've had my upper chakra shift like the eighth chakra drops down to the thymus the ninth chakra just drops, drops down to the medulla oblongata there's something going on. They've been building something back here lately. Like that stuff happened last year, a year ago. This is stuff it, is happening now. Is that Kundalini or is that something else? Um, my understanding, which once again, we're like, you know, hold open on understanding. But like, <laughs> my understanding <laughs> yes. is that's about shifting from perhaps like a six-ish perception six dimensional perception of reality to seven eight nine mm. and so then what i think is happening now is i'm moving from nine to ten if you want to put a number on things and whatever so and it so it's like as you remove certain densities and open up your channels more the chakras move around and expand and all sorts of stuff and what's happened my perception has changed where um intuition used to be a bit more of a struggle and even once those chakras moved i that's also called like a golden chalice um that you get on top of your head and it's kind of like oh, i'm gonna forget her name but think of like there's an egyptian goddess <clears throat> who has this and what i would feel when i would receive uh intuitive information like doing readings for people and stuff i'd feel that information bounce around in mm. this cup just energetically until it kind of came in my awareness. Now, since I've been shifting again, all of it's just right here. Like it's just right with me. There's no 
There's no pushing, there's no pulling, there's no change in energetic vibration. Right. It's just there. And it's, which is interesting too, because then it's like, well, what's my thinking and what's, what am I receiving? Right. So that takes a whole nother level of trust with yourself right, right, right. that you're saying the right stuff, like, you know, like the stuff you're intending to say. But um, what was my point with that? There's just like, there's um, so much like moving. Um, and like, that's kind of, what was I getting? Oh yeah. My point being <laughs> that um, there's no wrong way to do this. What you need will come to you, right? So like, you don't have to hold any guilt or shame or whatever that you're not meditating all the time. You don't have to, I mean, like this is controversial for sure. I don't know where veganism falls on this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know where, like, yeah. well, that is not, controversial. Yes. It's very <laughs> controversial. Like, I don't know where that falls on this. Like, um, I, 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 think, I think it's not important in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's also my opinion. I, I am not vegan. And they move my chakras around and I get more and more psychic all the time. So like, and they told me not to not eat meat. I'm not supposed to, I'm supposed to eat less red meat lately, but not to not, I need meat to survive personally. So, and I, we could, that's a whole other topic, right? But like, yeah, yeah. but um, very controversial. So like, and so there's some people believe you're not spiritual if you're not doing this, you're not spiritual if you're not doing that. I've noticed too that people will say like, if something major is happening to you, it's because you haven't done your work. That's not true either. Because uh, something major might happen because you're doing work and then that's what it, and you're ready. that's why it happens. Right. And unfortunately, exactly. I'm always been dismayed when it happened because I'm like, well, why is my life turning into a disaster? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I've had... Uh, well, different arguments with different family members over the course of the year. I stayed here. It's like, oh man, it's like, and uh, I think all of it was um, in some way to to help me learn something. But I'm like, I don't want to. Like at the moment, I'm like, <laughs> right. this is just, it's just too much. Why are they acting this way? <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, I'm hearing too that this month is going to be a major focus on relationships. So just be mindful <laughs> Ooh, for me, for everybody, like for everybody, uh, like, this yes. theme, like yeah, the yeah. universal theme right now is going to be relationships. And I've noticed it's starting to creep into my field, like little conflicts coming up. And um, I know I'm in a place where I'm being encouraged to do my best to hold neutral. Yeah. Um, and that's, I've not mastered that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you are a lawyer after all, so you right. know, they'll, they'll give you a pass. <laughs> but, you know, just even like, oh, this is another interesting one, too. Um, I found that a lot of people also encourage cutting people off, like, oh, bad energy, don't stay in my, I don't want you in my field, and cutting people off. Another piece that I haven't really mastered, but it's been for a while where I've been like, that doesn't sound like the right answer. Now, that's not to say to stay in situations that are abusive or anything like that. And I definitely have had spirit take people out of my life um, very abruptly at times. And I don't mean because they died, but just like a conflict coming up and yeah. even me just going like, what the hell just happened? Like, I didn't say, like, I didn't fight with, I haven't really fought with anyone. It's just like, okay, I guess we're not friends anymore. <laughs> like, it's weird. Right. So like, um, you know, those kind. actually, it's really funny was around the same time of year but um yeah yeah so last year i lost about 
two friends uh, in a space yeah, of two months. Yeah, I lost months. three in one weekend. Two months. Oh, wow. Yeah, one, one weekend. I lost you, three friends. You win. You win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like, and but I see now where if I had stayed in, in closer relationships with them, I would have been held back. Not because yeah. of anything they were doing intentionally, but because of the dynamics between us. Yes. I still have love for them. I still care about them. Um, they're all psychic. I would still refer people to them because I don't, I don't take it personally. You know what I mean? Like it's just been, I think it's been at least to my benefit. I hope to theirs as well in a sense, but um, yeah. So that's another piece too. Like there's all these, there's this, there's, you know, people are kind of becoming aware of the whole idea that love and light only is not a great pathway to expanding your consciousness. Well, well, but pull there's so up many layers the, to it. Well, you know, what happens, and I found this to be true, if 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 you decide to be really loving and all that, it's gonna pull up everything that's not, and you're just gonna, you know, one one that's time a good I way prayed. Of yeah, that one one time I prayed for, for God to let me uh, learn my lessons really, really fast, really, really fast. Oh no! <laughs> and then what happened was this this drunk guy at the hostel that I was working at, I was working on reception, attacked me because he wanted to rob us and he strangled. Oh no! Tried to strangle me. I escaped like, uh, and then he couldn't he couldn't find the key because there was like twenty keys on that thing. And then yeah, but anyway. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Yeah, I always ask for gentle. <laughs> I mean, it was quite a uh, that was a fast way to learn something, I guess. But I wouldn't recommend that prayer. It's yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of intense. Um, That's always my confusion too. Is like I'm an intense person in a sense. Like I go at this stuff. Like yeah. right. Like I'm like bring it on, bring it on. Like, and I know there are other people who are like, well, like you know, like and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with either thing. And then I get overwhelmed and I know sometimes like, like they're, I'm getting really great opportunities and cool stuff is coming to fruition, but I'm like, how much do you think I can do it? <laughs> you know, like, obviously that I can't trust bring in, you, in yeah. like four new jobs and like go through a collapse and an illness all at the same time. Right, right, right. <laughs> um so it's interesting so if, if people want to contact you um and <laughs> what kind of services do you provide for them? So primarily right now I do um, the multidimensional healing, which I call inner light healing, which to just describe that a little bit further, um, I go through your chakra system and I basically read your Akashic records associated oh, cool. with each chakra. And so I'll get like information about contracts that need to be released or contracts that are still good. We'll do contract revision sometimes that'll come up occasionally um past life information vows like all sorts oh, of stuff can we do a past life right now yeah yeah i'm you because <laughs> i was always curious i did this um and this is based on my personal experience at so one time i mm -hmm. uh uh there was a uh, a lifetime where i was a because uh, this is from a workshop i did in canada sure yeah and this is from there was a lifetime where i was uh, kind of a soldier and we went someplace and uh and i had a hard time with everybody like yelling at me obviously that's what happens in mm -hmm. army and like you know and then i um it must have been cold because i lost my platoon and because it was cold i i died okay <laughs> so, so is that an actual thing or what i get oh shit okay this is this I swore, but this is my left no, brain uh, trying, trying to, trying to see if is it real or not. But uh, let, let's mm. go with it. <laughs> okay, okay. 
I mean, let's see. But and I wanted location. <laughs> you want a location? Yeah. So locations are not my strong suit. I oh, get okay. very vague locations. Um, Got it. And so, and my my word of advice with locations too is to go with your gut and where you think you were. Hmm. Um. I mean, was it World War One? It might have been Britain or U.S. Yeah. It might have been Iowa or oh. something like that. Johnny, like, I think. Was Johnny? Is where you were coming from? No, Johnny was the name, I think, if I remember no, correctly. No, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Sorry, I what? I mean, like, you were from Iowa and in a platoon fighting overseas? Is that what? Ah, that was a vague sense I don't, of There it, hasn't but... been that many wars in Iowa. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the Iowa, maybe the origin. <laughs> right so people right. yeah no that's why i'm just clarifying yes yes yeah interesting that doesn't let's see that feels pretty good um i think the biggest thing is you you were having a lesson there right like that's the biggest thing um because you were describing it and it's like it sounds like a little bit like maybe you let pride or ego get in the way of yeah. your safety <laughs> right is that why i got lost yeah <laughs> oh my goodness something like that <laughs> like um that's interesting so the, here's the thing um hmm. hold on let me i'm just tapping i just want to tap into that for another minute it does feel very associated with you i do think that belongs to you if that makes sense but i but i think we have to hold a lot of space on what's ours and what's not ours if that makes sense what? um i'll give a really good quick example my daughter's name is sanara s-e-n-a-r-a mm -hmm. and she picked her name in utero <laughs> she picked her name wow she picked her name because like i didn't really know what to name her and i ended up being kind of like guided to that name and that felt like the right name and then following her birth, and actually, even though she's a little bit older, when I was working with one of my friends, she actually got guided by my daughter's higher self to the experience that she associated with this story. Because Sonara is a, um, it's like Saint Zenar from Cornwall. And it's a story about like a, a person that washed up on shore in Cornwall. Right. And um, they were like tossed out of a castle or something, like, and they washed the shore. As it so, happens in um, England, of course, yeah. Yeah, so like she, her higher self has an affinity in some way for this story. And I'm not 100% sure that it's something that Sonara's soul lived through or not, to be perfectly honest, but it was a story that they had an affinity for. And so I think that sometimes is what we're seeing is like, because that's, a, that's another thing. Oh, it kind of was coming up when you were talking a little bit about the like race agenda that is or race curriculum. Yeah. I have, I struggle a lot with, um, what's that phrase? Critical um, race theory. That's what it not is. Not critical. I don't know enough about critical race theory to actually talk about it, but more so the idea where you steal someone else's culture. I forget what appropriation, that's called. Cultural Appropri appropriation. Yeah, cultural appropriation. That's a weird concept to me because really, if yes, we're yes, all really everything. Weird. What if what if you bought 
like Native American art that you made in another lifetime? How are you culturally appropriating that? Like that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like, and also, like, yeah. and also, like, uh, who invented the alphabet? So everybody's appropriating that and all that. Like, right. all the letters and <laughs> numbers. They, yeah. If, so if I, you go to the end of it, thing. it can become absurd, and you're not supposed to. You know, you're if somebody invented the laptop uh, or the camera, you're appropriating it. Like you, you right. can go to absurd lengths. You could go no, it's that yeah. little slippery slope argument. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, yeah, so yeah. That's a weird concept. So it's the same. So with the past past lives, all of these experiences belong to the collective consciousness. That's why they're in the Akash. That's why, like you know, you can borrow all of this energy and help it like use it to help kind of create the experience you're having hmm. now if that makes sense so and i think what we'll even okay. find is like some some folks who have never incarnated here before will borrow experiences from the akash these lives to kind of build their awareness of what it's like to be human hmm. so they may go through a past life recollection that shows a past life but perhaps and this is kind of like i do feel like to a certain extent we're trying to figure out something that we don't fully understand too right so hold open like you know like hold open for new information but um you know if, if their energy if this specific little branch of their energy is never incarnated before they need a frame of reference right so right. they'll borrow experiences so um you know that's definitely a part of it so like how mm. many lives a person has had how many aspects they have i don't know and like you know it's just more what's the information they want to right build upon, you know it's so, all the left brain uh start trying to figure out exactly what like uh, right which is so fun i mean like, you know, like i mean it'd be fun kind of attached if, to the meaning you know? right because somebody if somebody had a lifetime in another a galaxy where life was totally different it'd be hard to recollect it i guess and be mm. maybe it's i think it's possible in some other i don't know like uh, uh there was a guy called uh, michael newton that did life between life uh, regressions and he'd sometimes yeah. find people that went actually yeah i've recalled the life on maldek okay so where that was blown up that seems to be a, a theme <laughs> Maldek. that's a cool name i like it yeah maldak um maldak according to legend and experience i guess mm. um so, maldak the, the people there had a a bunch of people thought that they could kind of keep moving and there's different interpretations of this you might look this up and i think my higher self holds this stuff a little bit more neutral than some people do so my exact telling of it may not match up with some other tellings of it um because in my recollection of it, it wasn't, it was very gently controversial. It was not a war in my right. recollection. Right. But my understanding was that there was a faction of people that wanted to experiment with like chemical weapons or technology, like that kind of technology. And other people were like, no, that's not a good idea. And perhaps even other beings from other planets were like, no, that's not a good idea, but we didn't interfere with free will and instead built a system around it to help people get off of the planet for when this happened. Really? So that was, wow. Yeah. So that it's... was the part I was a part of. I was, 
I was helping to get people off the planet. Wait, wait. So and, you're saying yeah. teleportation is possible then? Is it physical bodies, basically? Yeah. Well, I'm not 100% sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> it might have been some other was, constitution of bodies. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes I think too, sometimes because we're like, you know, like we're kind of talking about, we're using our human brains to have these experiences. Like, so there were ships involved but they definitely oh. like there was something about i think the arcturians or something building a wormhole though too and we went to arcturus i went to arcturus after i was on malbec right and then i came here <laughs> so um and i had a, actually i did the whole experience where i was um talking with the council before incarnating so i was able i was i lived through that i like right, right. Got to go did they like oh, go go to that redneck planet earth right <laughs> <laughs> well that was the funny thing is because then they're like you know like the, this was a qhht session quantum healing hypnosis right and um the person who was guiding me was like well what you know what are what's going on on earth like what are you what are you trying to do and i'm like well it's kind of like we're trying to prevent them from blowing up like on Maldex, but they're not going to blow up, but that's kind of what we're trying to do. It's the same idea. And then funny enough, recently I did another, like the, I did a beyond quantum healing session because it's remote. So like, I think you can't do, I, I guess Dolores Cannon and her camp got really technical on this stuff of what, right. what, depending on where you are and blah, blah, blah. It's all the same. Like, <laughs> sorry to burst the bubble, but Right. don't matter like, like <laughs> but anyway so i was doing another one of these sessions and um this is like i'm saying this is this recurring theme because it's what we're seeing play out on earth and i think it's part of what we're clearing from the akash as well is this battle between good and evil thing mm -hmm. but it's not really good and evil it's just two different groups having different ideas and clashing so like i was um basically i was like in heaven watching the battle between the angels where the archangels fell from heaven um and the way i was explaining it was like oh well we want to like we have an opportunity to work with the beings on earth and we want to do it one way and they want to do it another way and then they're then it's like and then they fell and now they have a lot more control on earth than they would have if they'd stayed up and hit they stayed up in heaven <laughs> So they're controlling from they, they are fallen angels controlling Earth. Yeah, I'm saying, is Which that the reptiles or something? I I don't even know. Like someone is so confusing <laughs> and like, um, definitely like what well, there's I don't know. This is all like the other piece that I'm coming to is like these are all just layers of conscious awareness. Right, right, right. right? So like they may be all stories we tell ourselves or experiences we have because if everything is kind of rooted in what we'll call imagination and that kind of like that expression of energy that creates different realities like i don't know what's real or not real or maybe everything is as real as anything else like it doesn't mm. i don't know <laughs> well so um but it was definitely like a story, like, you know, like right, right, right. And so there's I, a running theme. There's a running theme of conflict. Basically. Maybe maybe someday <laughs> there'll be a there'll be a way to to teleport yourself to a place, a different place in the galaxy, and that'll be like, wow, I can't imagine that. that but that would be kind of dangerous, though. You'd have to be like a kind of ship environment where you wouldn't, if you got into an atmosphere, that would be dangerous. That it'd be okay, you know? Right. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't scary. know. I, I heard somebody say recently that like outer space is just a fake projection and none of this stuff really exists and everything is just exists oh, within the flat mind. Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't well, know. I don't know the earth it's, being flat, but maybe it right. just floats in a void. I don't know. Like, like <laughs> right. I don't know. Who knows? That's what, like hold, that hold open thing. Just let all the information come in and don't attach to it. <laughs> right. I, well, I'd like to go into space, see for myself, and just be. I think yes, I can. Thing. I can appreciate that. I, I um, think actually, you would have a real experience, right? Like you would have if you let's say you got in a rocket today and shot up into space, you would probably see space the way we think you see space. You know what I mean? Like. That's probably how it would work. And we're, but beyond that, going to like, you know, going to the Pleiades or going to Arcturus or whatever. It's I don't so know. So far away. I, we have to be yeah. a really different kind of ship. You know, it's like, well, wow. are you transcending dimensions when you do that? Right. So, like, if you go there in the third dimension, will you even see anything? That's oh, I see. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's because we're we're over an hour and a half. Yes, so let's, yeah. let's do a hard stop here. Um, yeah. Do you think? Uh, well, do you want to add anything at the end? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I it was a great conversation, and I appreciate your time and everything. I I, I hope I made sense, but <laughs> you did, and and you know, let, let the yeah. audience decide uh, what they great. believe in, as as always. Um, I I think like we're we're in a challenging time for sure and um i think we're being encouraged to stay embodied and stay present and know that we were here to experience this yeah and if you can let it be your inspiration for to bring in the new whatever you want to see in this world create it right like let's do it like <laughs> yeah that sounds better creation yeah right. that is <laughs> Maybe some lawsuits are necessary, but maybe I don't know if I'm. Yeah, going I don't to know. Do it. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's it's a creation of of sorts, you know. Like it's it's energy being, and you're creating arguments and yes, um, creating a narrative and creating all sorts of stuff when you when you do that. It's just a question. It's a but it's a con, it's conflict. So if if it feels right for some people, they will they will do it because especially these types of lawsuits, they cost a lot of money. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, and it takes years as well. That's why I'm like, oh, and this is, it's, it's a grind. It's a grind. Right. Really. It is a grind, and um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we can skirt around some of this stuff, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm optimistic, right. but we'll see what happens. Um, we just got to go along for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Larissa. My pleasure, here, everybody, yes. and uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks so much. Have a great afternoon. And thank you, everybody, for listening and watching the podcast.